Hello and welcome into another edition of Second Amendment Radio here on FM News Talk 97.1. Tony Colombo here with my partner Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory. How are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you? Your microphone is not, on. Not on. There it is. All right, there, there we go. That <laughs> took care of it. You can't Sorry, blame Chad. Chad for that one. It's all right, Chad. I'll hit the on <laughs> button over here, buddy. <laughs> New producer Chad Ellis in the studio as well. Great to see you. How are you? Pretty good. What's going on, Tony? Yeah, you know, can't, can't complain. He's a frat boy. He is? <laughs> I yeah. am. He is. Yeah. Look, he's got the shirt on. Right? Oh, you do? Yeah. 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 So are, right. you, are you still in school? You're, I am. You I are graduate so. in, um, in May. Very May good. May 18th. Oh. So you are an Count active frat boy in, in uh aaron's words <laughs> yeah an active pretty, uh, walk in and i'm like you're active. a frat boy <laughs> yeah uh-huh <laughs> i anyway. uh i remember those days i was never in a frat i was not a frat but i was boy. around i had many friends that were in france i did have I a couple buddies around that, were, that a lot we're in there yeah it was a long time ago though yeah i agree like we're, we're old <clears throat> yeah yeah. Chad, you and I'll have a discussion off the air one day to see if it's the same as it used to be. I'm sure it is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> yeah, it probably is. It probably is. So welcome to Second Amendment Radio. On this show, we will talk about gun news. We'll talk about gun laws, Second Amendment rights, hunting, all of that great stuff surrounding uh, firearms and the Second Amendment. And Aaron is an expert on all things gun-related because of uh, the gun store. You are the owner of uh, Southern Armory. Tell folks yep. about Southern Armory. Southern Armory, we're located at 9901 Watson Road, one mile east of 270 and 44, and southernarmory.com. That's southernarmory.com. There you go. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's early, <laughs> I guess. Um, so uh, wrapping up September sales. Yeah. And uh, Glocktober is coming just, up. Glocktober's right around uh, the corner, baby. Man, yeah, stuff has been, has been rolling in uh, all this past week. Um, guns, sites, uh, magazines, some promo items mm-hmm. for people to get in and buy the Glocks. Mm-hmm. We just got a big blue label order in. So if you are law enforcement, fire, EMS, uh, or military active or retired credentialed, uh, you qualify for blue label. And there's some other, you know, caveats in there too. Like if you're a prosecuting attorney and a judge and stuff, um, I think it's a judge. I have to double check on that. Mm-hmm. But, uh. You can kind of find out a little bit more, call a store, and see if you qualify. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're in public service of some sort, uh, more than likely you do. What kind of uh, deals are we talking about on Glocks? In Lowest October? published price allowed. Nice. Per the Glock contract. Nice. Um, so you are going to save on Blue Label like 100 something dollars uh, a gun, and on the retail side, I think like 30 40 bucks a gun. You know, I don't you don't have to go any trade secrets here, but What's how up? does that work with um if I if if the, the basic Glock handgun is the Glock 19, correct? Uh or, the most popular. Okay, most popular. Let's mm-hmm. just I'm, I'm just trying to isolate a specific gun. So, Glock 19 at Southern Armory or online or at a different gun store, why would the price be different? Because we're selling it for, so we're contracted with Glock. We are a stocking dealer. We're a blue label dealer. Um, so what that means is we deal uh, in a a lot of Glock, and b we deal directly with Glock. So we've got Glock certified armors on staff. So if you break your Glock or have an issue with a Glock, you bring it in. Actually, I was doing a site install uh, yesterday, and uh, it was a guy that uh, my buddy did my sights. Oh, okay, and they fell off. So I'm like, oh, that's weird. Well, break. You know, they, he brings it in, and 
wife, uh, Jess, goes, hey, he needs it back by this week and he wants to go shooting. I'm like, okay, you know, I'll throw it at the top. It's just a simple sight deal, you know, no mm-hmm. big deal. So I go ahead and uh, start looking at it, and the guy uh, did not install them correctly, obviously, because they, they fell, <laughs> fell off. off. <laughs> um, but I look at the front sight and, um, you know, not installed correctly. It was, it was canted a little bit, plus it was loose. He didn't tighten it all the way. He didn't use any Loctite. Um, you prep the surface. I use alcohol to remove all the grease and oil, so that way the Loctite actually sets up. Mm-hmm. And then I use a micrometer, mm-hmm. um, and I put that front sight dead center, no cant. You know, I take mm-hmm. measurements on all four sides. And then I go over to the rear sight, and you, you fit that. Uh, so you, there's a little bit of filing involved. And um, there's a technique for filing. Um, you can use... And I got a video on Southern Armory. Uh, you can go back. And I did a live stream. It was like, hey, this is how I'm taking material off. And I think it was actually on a precision site. Mm-hmm. And uh, so with that being said, uh, went ahead and, and fit his site, prepped it, you know, alcohol, Loctite, tapped it in, and then took the micrometer and recentered it. And then I wiped everything down with alcohol to get the excess red Loctite off. And then mm-hmm. they got it set up for 24 to 48 hours. Mm-hmm. So I called the guy. I was like, yeah, you can come get it. And you probably could shoot it Saturday, but I would go Sunday if it was me. Right. So um, so we'll see. Um, you know, I mean, you just want the Loctite to set up. Right. But, Absolutely. Uh, so then I'm, I'm just, you know, it's a Glock. So, you know, of course, I'm just, I'll just do a safety check on this guy's gun for him. Right. And uh, so I, you know, rack slide and I. Try to press the trigger, and the trigger is, like, crunchy. I'm like, well, that isn't right. And then it, it presses, and then I rack it, and then I go to um, reset it, and I was like, man, this feels really light, like really, really light. And So I rack it, and I let it go, and there's, like, a little center bar on the Glock triggers that come out mm-hmm. for safety. Does not come out. I'm like, huh, wonder what's going on here. So I start looking. I'm like, well, the, the trigger, you know, is, is a Glock part. Like, I can look at it and be like, yep, that's the Glock, you know, style, whatever trigger, and kind of open it up and I look in there and well this bar's Glock and this is Glock and this is Glock I wonder what's going on here I wonder if he's got you know like he just shoots us a lot and the spring's gotten a little weak over time which is fine because we're Glock armors we can just swap out a spring for you man we'll get it warranted it's no big deal and uh I call him and uh let him why Jess calls him let's go let's go let's go in order here Jess calls him (laughs) and says hey your gun is back together um, Aaron reinstalled the sights and did a, a quick safety check on it to make sure that, you know, all the safeties were working. And he noticed that one of them was not working. And he goes, what do you mean it's not working? And she's like, well, you know, he said that your trigger felt really light, um, like a return spring. Mm-hmm. And um, also, you know, the initial trigger press and stuff. And, you know, your safety bar on your trigger is not reactuating. And uh, he goes, well, can you fix that? And my wife goes, well, yeah, Aaron can fix it, but you know, let me let me put you on the phone with him. So I start talking to him. And I was like, "Did your did your buddy that did your sights also get in here and do a trigger job?" Yes, he did. I'm like, "Oh, yeah. Well, um, he messed that up too. Yeah, he. Yeah, we're gonna need to fix this. You know, what he, was he going for? Like, I know uh, that I know with every gun, there's, um, uh, accessories mm-hmm. that you could buy for them, and you can. Even handguns, you can do, you can add things, subtract things, change things, tinker with them, and yeah. you know make and them kind very of unique them a and customized. Yeah, do so, all this, all this cool stuff. Um, so, with a trigger job, right? What are you trying? What's the goal you're trying to accomplish? Um, so, because I didn't know that was part of like. Oh yeah, you can do, you can do, we can do trigger jobs on really everything. Sure, um, I've got a few actually waiting at the shop for me. Uh, 
here this week. Are you just um, putting on a, a, a better looking trigger? What so your... it, it can be cosmetic where you're actually replacing the physical, you know, trigger itself yeah. um, to a metal one or a flat faced one or, you know, whatever you want. There's different styles depending on the gun you have. And then um, also the reset. So how far after you press the trigger, how far you got to let it out before it resets? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. And then um, the the weight of the springs. So there's there's generally two springs. Um, one, you know, you press it and you're like, oh, my trigger's five pounds or four pounds or three pounds or whatever it is. And then the one that pushes the trigger back out after you've completed the shot. Mm-hmm. And so um, I don't know if his buddy just got in there and um, had just cut some coils off the spring. Um, which we we unfortunately see, see? Um, the problem because that would well you're taking coils off so you're lessening the spring right. pound but you're shorting shortening it so now you don't have to put as much pressure on the trigger before to, firing to, it to press it yeah. right or for the return the problem is is now the spring is shorter so you know when you when you shorten a spring you're not getting that full return sure. So, uh, you know, that's fine. If you want to go from a seven-pound spring to a four-pound spring, you is buy the four-pound spring. So it's the same spring. That... The same spring overall length yeah. is important. So cutting two or three or four or five coils out of your spring right. is not the way to do it because it's still the same poundage. Right. It's just not resetting it right. necessarily right. the full so length. So it, it may be easier to pull the trigger, but it's not going to reset, reset as quickly. Uh yeah, or all the way. So or like all his, the way, yeah. his like his safety wasn't engaging. Gotcha. So I'm thinking that's what his buddy did. Yeah. Um, you know, is his buddy got in there so, now. So his goal was to not to have to put as much pressure on the mm-hmm. trigger to fire it. Right. Which so. accomplishes what? Um so it, it can increase speed. Okay. Because um, obviously it's so less pressure. Thinking, okay, so that will make it uh, a little, little quicker, fat, right. Rapid fire. Yeah, a little quicker on the on the on the on the put down bullet down range part. Right. And then uh, it seems the, very. I mean, well, I get the, it. The other part is I get it, but it increases okay. accuracy. Okay. 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 There we you go. You know, you think about like a revolver, right? Mm-hmm. And there's very few people that I know that shoot revolvers well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, they shoot them, but they're not. They're not like my 1911 at 25 yards where I'm touching bullet holes, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and then there's people that, you know, have shot a revolver for a very long time, and they've manipulated the trigger over and over again, so they're able to shoot it just as well, you know, as a semi-auto. Um, but it increases accuracy is what it is. And and I've got revolvers that I carry, and I've got semi-autos that I carry, and, you know, kind of everything and anywhere in between, whether it's a 1911 or a Glock or... A mini revolver to a GP one hundred, which is a full why size would it, deal. Why would the why would the pressure you have to apply to the trigger to fire the gun have affect any effect accuracy? on the accuracy? So when you're pressing the trigger, you're gonna you're gonna shake a little bit because you're you're and the harder it is to pull your trigger, the more shake the more there shake is. You're gonna get okay, yeah. gotcha. And that that kind of opens up that cone. So think of it like an ice cream cone, right? Gotcha. You're close. No, you know, I get it. Yeah. Okay. But it all. But it seems all of it seems like. A f- like a fraction of a percentage that you would be able to increase the firing, like the, the speed, the rate, yeah, and also the accuracy, right? Like if you take, if you're able to to shave a pound off, you know, or two pounds off the pressure, yeah, I get it, but it seems like it seems like a lot of work for incremental gains. But I could maybe, maybe right. I'm just wrong, and and so. With uh, with that being said, um, it maybe right, it, maybe it is. But when you've got guys that are shooting competitions, 
where it's a balance between speed and accuracy. Uh, so there's like, for, for those of you that don't shoot any kind of competition, there's like an A box, a B box, and then a C box, and then like a D box. Mm-hmm. Okay, kind of mm-hmm. get, you, get you an idea. A box is very, very small, and it's in the very, very center of the target. Mm-hmm. Kind of like your bullseye, your 10, or your X ring. Sure. And then uh, your 9 ring and your 8 ring may be like a B box, and then you kind of go up incrementally right. from right. there. So um, you, you want to be a B shooter. Mm-hmm. You, know, you want Bs, not As, not Cs, Bs. So making those so, changes could maybe take you from a C to a B? Uh, well, from it, you, you're actually trying to go from an A to a B. Okay, gotcha. or Or you know, you're maybe a C to a B, but what we would tell people is if you're shooting As all the time, you need to speed up. You shoot faster, right? Because it's a balance between your yeah. speed, which is time, Right. And accuracy, right. and that's how you get your score. So you want to be a B box shooter. If you get some A's in there, that's fine too. But you want to be shooting a lot of B's because you're going to shoot faster. You're going to get the stage done quicker, and that's gotcha. going to increase your increase your overall score. Gotcha. So it's kind of a balance. Now, when you get into CMP, because uh, I shoot civilian marksmanship program too, um, CMP is kind of an interesting deal. We actually got to get um, our friends from Owensville uh, Gun Club uh, M1s for vets and. Uh, Tony and um, Miller and, and and all those guys. So um, they're a great group, and they they do uh, they take vets that have been combat disabled, and they get them back into the shooting sports to get that camaraderie back. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's there's some healing that goes on when you see it. It may yeah. sound really weird, but it's it's it no. is one of those deals. Yeah, no. It so like it. um, it's a lot of fun. So it might be uh, something maybe we go out and we do on a Sunday or, or a Saturday when they have a match. I've got a grand, and one grand you can borrow. It's a, it'll be an experience for you. I have but, a win. Um, what's, neat, <laughs> what's neat is they do it. It's like a military-style, like Camp Perry-style competition shooting, and you get so many, so many rounds to sight your gun in and get it zeroed, and then you have slow fire, which is one round every minute for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And if you go a little quicker, it's fine, but you can't go over that 10-minute mark. Then you have your rapid fire, and then you have your standing. And, um, and you know, part of this is prone. The rapid fire and the, the 10 for your accuracy are, uh, are, uh, are prone. But it's a, it's a neat, uh, neat deal because it's just a kind of a different facet of competition. It's slow and deliberate. And then you go a little fast, and then USPSA is... You know, you got a gun on your belt, and you're going to town. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we're getting into October. Oh, man. Glocktober. Yeah, Glocktober. And uh, stuff is going to start winding down. So if we're going to do that, I'll have to find out when the next match is. Otherwise, yeah. we'll probably have to wait until March or April next right year. Right now, is there is the big is the big desire for hunting rifles because of deer season? Yep. We're starting to see that. Uh, turkey season's going on, so we've been selling some 12 gauges mm-hmm. and appropriate ammo. So... Um, Really, shop's been been hopping. We've been getting sight installs. I went out the other day and I sighted in three guns, mm-hmm. and I uh, did a little YouTube uh, deal on that, just talking about, hey, this is the target I use, and you can have us come in and uh, mount your optic, and when we mount it, I, I put it in my sled, we level your gun, and we level your optic, and then we torque everything down to spec. That is by something by far that I see regularly that is not done. There's like, eh, it's hand tight, that's good. Well, then when you start shooting your gun, those screws start working their way out and your scope starts moving on you. Mm-hmm. And then when you're you know, going to go look at that deer through that optic and then you shoot and you're like, why didn't he go down? I know this is right on. Then you realize your scope's loose. Mm. Um, so we have an actual um, torque wrench. It's called the big, I think it's called the fat wrench. 
is what it is, and back. And we, I tore, I look up what you got, and I follow the direction. I tore it down right to spec. And then I've never had one come back loose in all years I've been doing it. I know. And then uh, I've got a bore sighter, so then I bore sight it for you. And then you can go to the range and shoot it if you want to. You'll be on paper somewhere at 100 yards. And right. then, um, or I can go and, and and shoot it for you. So I had a guy, I did a 300 Win Mag, a 300 Winchester Short Mag, and a 270. And I was like, man, this 270 is pretty sweet. Like, <laughs> I, I wasn't a big fan of the 300 Win Mag or the um, 300 Winchester Short Mag. I got a 338 Lapua, so I mean, I got a big, big Magnum right. caliber rifle, but that 270 was a round I'd never shot before. Right so. All right, we need to take a quick break, but we got plenty more to go, including your questions coming up, so don't go anywhere. You are listening to Second Amendment Radio on FM News Talk 971. Welcome yeah. back to Second Amendment Radio yeah. on we'll 97.1 FM News, News Talk. Talk. There you yeah. go. So, yeah. KFTK St. Louis. All right. So <laughs> St. Louis. Hey, I love know, that part. Got to do the got to do the call letters, <laughs> man. That's um, <laughs> where it's at. Um, yeah. So, like, my favorite part of driving alone, or, or and driving or flying, because I'm a pilot too. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I'm flying, I have my headset on, you know, and I'll take my boom mic and I'll put it up like above my head, mm-hmm. and I will just start singing. Like crazy, and I just, <laughs> nobody's up there, nobody can hear me, you right. know, but I don't want right. to hear myself in my headset, and, right. you know, kind of drives me up a wall, but I'll be rocking out, it's I, pretty, pretty fun. I've been in, uh, a friend of mine's a helicopter pilot, Yeah, and, I think we talked about that, yep, yeah, yep. and TJ. I, I, I can't, I love the sound of <laughs> the headphones, yeah, when you're, it's got the, that very <laughs> distinct, yeah, I know like, you're talking about, we're in a plane, or we're in a helicopter, like, sound, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I was geeking out just like saying stuff just to hear my voice yeah. and hear the other people. What's talk. funny is like you can put that boom mic in front of your mouth too and go like 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 big with your mouth, right? You know, right. and you hear. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> so I used to do it to my dad all the time when I was little. You know, because I'm a third generation pilot, so um, I used to do that to my old man. And That's uh, great. He was like, "Where?" Where is that coming from? Did I leave it? <laughs> he was just messing with stuff, you know, and he looks over right. at me, and I'm just sitting there. I'm, I'm probably like nine or ten, you right. know. And, and you're just screwing with him. Yeah, I was just sure. doing it. I didn't realize I was messing with him, like, you know. He was like, what is that, you know? And I was like, I thought it was cool. I didn't realize you could hear it, you know. <laughs> so now, we, now, now I realize you can hear everything on right, the airplane. Right, so everybody, everybody hears it. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, Just to finish a quick thought. Right. The – on. YouTube, you know, you can fall down a rabbit hole on any oh, yeah. topic, any subject, Absolutely. whatever. I highly recommend going and checking out pilots arguing with air traffic controllers. Yes. Uh, it's hilarious. Um, it can be hilarious. Yeah, there was a uh, guy in New York. I forget his name. I think his name was Steve. He was a traffic contro- air traffic controller in New mm-hmm. York. And he would he would give these pilots a hard time, and I would just mm-hmm. sit there and listen to him, mm-hmm. like LaGuardia Steve, I think is what it was. Like, yeah. oh man, I would just sit there and just die laughing. It's hilarious. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. So go check that out. Yeah. Uh, we were talking last segment about uh, hunting season is yeah. upon us. Bow hunting is, is bow's started. going on now. Yeah, it started right um, now, and opening day of turkey is I think October first. Yeah, I, I'm not a turkey hunter. Yep, I've wanted to kill some turkeys. But I never hear them in the woods when I'm walking around in October. But I hear them, man, when I'm out hunting for deer. Right, of like, course. You, 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 you're just, you're just like yeah, right. ten days out of season. Right, eleven days out of season. Yeah. Where were you last week? Right. Um, <laughs> where uh, squirrels you, too? You're talking you know? about people coming in and and you know and and upgrading their rifles and mm-hmm. and 
you know, to get ready for Bosey or for get ready ready for deer season. Yeah, deer. Uh, and squirrel's a big thing too. Rabbit and squirrel. I had a that's question. Up too. I had a question. We we again we uh, always ask for your questions um, on my Twitter at Tony Colombo nine seven one on the Southern Armory Facebook page or the Second Amendment Radio Facebook page. Yep. Uh, send your questions in. We try to answer everybody's question uh, online when they ask us, but also answer the questions on the air for everyone to hear. Uh, one of the questions that I got was what is what can be ex- an expected price to pay for a good scope? Ooh. All right. Sky is the limit. Yeah. Depends on, uh, this is loaded, but depends on <laughs> how far you want to shoot, what the clarity is, mm-hmm. and how much light gathering power you want. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good, mean budget, three to $400 with rings. Yeah. That, you know, that'll get you a good good optic mm-hmm. um and a good set of rings yeah you know that's a to, ring three to uh, rings so you got to got to have a base you put on the the uh the oh, rifle the rings There's, are the what attaches yeah. to the scope and then okay, yeah, you yeah. go from got the it. rings yeah. to the uh, the got base it. to the rings and then the rings the scope goes in the rings so it's two separate parts really the so scope te- and the rings technically there'd be three okay depending on depending you need, on the you gun you pay have. for each one yeah. individually mm-hmm. so gotcha. you have a, a rail that you put on some guns already have it kind of milled in so mm-hmm. you don't need to worry about that mm-hmm. and then the rings just attach directly to it and then others, you gotta have you know the rail with the rings, and then the uh, the optic. Mm-hmm. But uh, you yeah, guys, three to four hundred dollars. If you're gonna install it yourself, that's great. Um, again, pay attention to the, the torque spec. That's the biggest thing that I see. And then they never. I've had people come in and go, I just can't get it level, and I so I go and back throw it in my bench and put a level on it, and, right? And level it. I know you guys carry. You, obviously guns, but also tasers and stun guns pepper spray, and pepper spray and, and all that. Yep. Yeah, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Do you carry a lot of other uh, accessories when it comes to, you know, that are for hunters and then also any archery stuff? So uh, one thing that I would I like to hunter, suggest obviously. is in the off season when you're shooting, mm-hmm. uh, dope your gun. Okay, not like smoke dope and then go shoot your gun. Dope. <laughs> Data on previous engagements is what I thought you meant. Like for. make it look cool, like uh, make it look dope. Yeah, that'd be cool. Right, that's dope in your you gun. Could, you could make your gun look cool. Yeah. I was actually thinking about doing doing one of my bolt guns, making it look cool. But yeah, it's another conversation. That's another not doping time. your gun though. No, okay. so doping your gun is kind of knowing where it's going to shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I say knowing where it's going to shoot, is you know, is it going to be high at twenty five yards? Is it going to be low at three hundred yards? And where? Okay, so it's going to be, okay, we're going to be five inches high at, at 25 yards. We're going to be low uh, two inches at 300, which is it's, which is actually one of my guns. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so basically what I do is um, from 100 to 300 and change, I just aim right at it, dead center. And mm-hmm. whatever it is, I'm going to hit within, you know, probably a six-inch, you know, mm-hmm. line. You know, it would either be three, four inches high or a couple inches low. Mm-hmm. Either way, it's going to be, I'm going to kill it. Mm-hmm. Um but if you've never done that before, uh, get a notepad, and then uh, we make we, – we don't make. I wish we made them. Um, we have um, – it's called Write in the Rain. So it's paper that's waterproof, mm-hmm. believe it or not, mm-hmm. and you can write on it, and then it can get wet. You can still write on it. That's cool. And uh, you can tape that right on the, the stock of your gun, and you will know. You can look it up. You can hit it with a laser rangefinder and say, that, that deer is at 250 yards. Mm-hmm. And look at the side of your gun at 250 yards. I'm a half inch low. Yeah. Or I'm a half inch high. 
Yeah. You just aim at it. Because I zero at 200, personally. Right, right. Okay. Um, and it's hard to do because most ranges around here are 100 yards. Um, but if you've got a little bit of property or both a little bit of property or, um, you know, somebody at a particular gun club where they're opening a 400-yard range, then, you know, you can get your gun out. And that's, I think my next step will probably be zeroing at three or 400 yards on mm-hmm. my on my bolt gun. Mm-hmm. And then, but every uh, gun is different, right? I mean, yeah, like, so ballistics is different uh, yeah. between caliber. So, you know, somebody's shooting a two two three versus a three oh eight versus a two seventy versus a three hundred win mag or three three eight Lapua, they're all gonna zero at a different spot. And the plus or minus, okay, the elevation, either high or low, is gonna vary. Um it's varying because of A weight of bullet and B speed and gravity is a constant. Mm-hmm. Um so and then some of the bases you can get can add in um some degrees of correction for you. Um, those are that you're getting into more of the Magnum stuff. Guys shooting, you know, 800, 1200 yards. Um, you're going to have those. Like my my three three eight Lapua is set up with like, like twenty or twenty five degrees of correction mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in it. So um, so every gun is different. Uh huh. And so going out and learning what your gun, how your gun fires, fundamental. Yeah. You know, and and the the nice thing is is you know the fundamentals are the same, right? So you're you're going to practice your breathing. And you're going to practice good trigger control and good follow through and sight alignment and sight picture. All that stuff's going to be the same, whether it's a whether it's a handgun with iron sights or or even a little red dot because we're putting those on handguns now, um, or your AR, your modern sporting rifle MSR. That was mm-hmm. a term I never heard. MSR. I'm like MSR. I'm like what is this MSR? <laughs> and we looked it up. and I was like modern sporting rifle. Huh. Hmm. Okay, never heard that before. All right, so <laughs> I don't know if it's really modern. Stoner made it back in the, whatever. Okay, <laughs> you know, Klishnikov made it in the 40s, whatever. Um, so, uh, but yeah, modern sporting rifle. So if you're using a modern sporting rifle or a traditional, you know, hunting rifle or a shotgun, right. you're using all those fundamentals. You absolutely are. So you can practice those from gun to gun to gun. Um, so you're going to go turkey hunting, you're going to use a 12-gauge grate. If you're going to go rabbit hunting or squirrel hunting, you're probably going to use a 20, mm-hmm. maybe a 16. Mm-hmm. I personally use a 22 long rifle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like using a revolver, actually, on squirrel and rabbit. Um, I like the challenge. You know, right. I, I, you, can, you can kill it with a, with, a, with a scoped rifle. Right. But, you know, being at 20, 25 yards away and taking it with a handgun, yeah. it's, kind of, it's kind of cool and it's kind of fun. You know, and we talked about this with uh, Tim Shelsvik uh-huh. from the Thinking Woodsman podcast and uh, the uh, Drury uh, Outdoors yeah, Deercast. New, yeah. The new, new, yeah. <laughs> All right, if he's listening, listen. No more alerts at two and three in the morning. Oh yeah, they're yeah. sitting. There. <laughs> like, I was like, my phone goes off. I look. I'm like, what is going on? I'm like Deercast. I'm like, yeah. I need to email him and yeah, tell him. Yeah, Jury Outdoors 100% Wild podcast, and they have the uh, Deercast app. Yeah, yeah, which is which is cool. Right. Um, so I've been I've been liking the app. I just didn't. I've, the only thing I don't like is the alerts. If, um, yeah. In in the wee hours <laughs> or late, you know. <laughs> I'm lucky my phone's on silent well, after ten. So. so he was on the show last week, and we were talking about uh, you're talking about uh, hunting smaller game with yeah. a handgun, but there's a new sort of thing picking up where people are hunting deer with yes with handguns hand and is that's that, is that always existed or yeah. is that something that's becoming popular now I, I well a it opens up another season for you and uh oh it's a separate season oh yeah oh yeah so you can't hunt deer with a handgun during rifle season 
you know, that would be a that would be a thinking or, woodsman question. Okay, but, but I think but you for can, sure you can't hunt. I think you with can, a rifle during handgun season. I think you can use a handgun during rifle season, but not. But bike. you have to use a rifle. You know, firearms tag. Yes, so you, and you could bow hunt during rifle season too, but you have to use a firearms tag. I know right, that for sure. Right, right. Um, I bet it's the same. Yeah. And I'm sure it'd be one of the same. But when you get into ha- alternative means, okay. And I had one guy in the shop the other day, and he was kind of interesting because, um, like, I'm good at reading people, and I'm like, I think this dude's lying to me. He was like, ah. I had a, I had a katana, isn't that like one of them Japanese fighting swords or sure. whatever? And he goes, I was in a tree, and I leaped down. She's also down. one of the DC superhero girls. Oh, okay. Anyway, he's in a tree. He leaps down, swoops with his katana, and chops the deer's head off, and that's how he got his kill. And I'm like, I don't know if I believe this. Like a ninja? Yeah. I'm like, I he don't know. He said he ninja the deer? Yeah. I, I don't believe it. It was hard. It was a hard one Did to swallow. Did you hear that, Jed? It pretty Swooped out of the tree. Yeah. With and a de- sword and decapitated. And deer. decapitated. The I was like, deer. dude, I'm not. I didn't was say it that. Was a lightsaber? I, I, I don't know. I don't like, get, I just was like, a, that's oh. a lot of meat to cut through. Right. I was like, that's that's an interesting story. And then I was like, well, I've got guns to work on and back. I just went back and back, started finishing <laughs> up guns. I was like, I'm not gonna call this dude out. I mean, now I'm calling him out, but like, hopefully he doesn't listen. <laughs> I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> I do not think so. No. Yeah, okay, I hope he is Whatsoever. listening because I want you to set up a camera in the woods. Because if you could just show video, me, the, show me the photo. If you could, show me the photo, show me the photo. Yeah, of a sliced head. Because it's got to be clean. Oh, if you you're know, swooping on a, I don't know. Like I'm I totally said, picturing him in just one motion, like as he's landing, and then yeah. and then you know, Shing. like the superhero like landing, like. For those of you that can't tell, like, Tony is like standing up now, and like your fist is on the ground, and your sword is like just sitting there, and then you look up, and the deer is still in one piece, and the I head slides off. I should have videotaped this and posted it on Second Amendment Radio. But listen, <laughs> listen, I hope this guy's. I'm telling you this: if you can video yourself swooping out of a tree, and Decapitating a deer with a I'll sword. It, I'll put it on Second Amendment Radio and Southern Armory. It'll go viral. It's going vi- Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. It's going to the top of the charts. It's mm-hmm. going to be the biggest YouTube video of all times. Yep. And you're going to make a whole lot of money. I don't so, know about a whole lot of money, but. I don't know. You get, you know, I'm talking, we're talking Dude, we're about ta- millions of downloads on this, baby. We're talking about YouTube that won't let you monetize gun stuff. So, this isn't yeah. a gun. This well, is it's a sword. It's still it's still he's it's still a weapon. He's ninjing the Dude, deer. I'm with you. I'm with you. I just don't believe it. I don't either. But I'm telling you, I just smiled at him. Well, that's a neat story. I'm, I'm like, telling I got, you, though, I got guns to fix. He videos that thing, and he is set for life. Right. He's going on a speaking tour. Mm-hmm. He's going on talk but shows. I mean, you know, he's coming here. on Second Amendment Radio. To let's talk just to- let's just say let's just say this. How many years did we say a bow hunter waits before he gets a deer? With a bow, like three years. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, 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 I don't know, man. I'm just saying, like, I bet that guy was in that wood for woods for ten years. Have you ever had a deer walk directly under you yes. at a deer stand? And in the ladder stand, yes. So you could have, ah, dude. That's like 15 feet. I was in the gonna air. say, how high <laughs> up are you? It's like 15 feet. I'm not gonna jump down on that, and you can't. You're not gonna shoot down on him either, right? You know, because it's not, it's not, it's not a, so that's I'm he, sure. Well, I'm that's sure. when you do this. That's when you go, that's when you go, he's right under us. And you put the gun down and you unsheath the sword. Right. And yeah. people are like, oh, it's going down. Yeah. 
And you're <laughs> Aaron's and about to ninja this deer. And then you're attached Somebody in with, record a, this. with a strap, so you're just gonna jump out <gasps> and you're gonna like jolt when you I don't know, man. It, Dude, if that happened, please send I, a video. Listen, I don't I don't think so. Anyway, uh we gotta go. We second gotta, Amendment Radio, yeah, ninety seven one yeah. FM News. We'll be back in a second, don't KFTK, go anywhere. St. Louis. It's second amendment radio, <laughs> just like Aaron said. See you in a sec. Well, this has become my favorite episode of Second Amendment Radio of all time. This is gonna be like on the greatest hits right here. Oh, that last segment. We we're talking about ninjing a deer. I just I can't believe this happened. The best part, I think, was when we were on break and you were like reenacting it, and you're like, <laughs> and then after the deer's head falls off, you hear in the sky, fatality. Yeah, right, Chad? Like, right off Mortal Kombat. Fatality. Yeah. It's like, well, that takes me back to uh, Sega and uh, early PlayStation days. <clears throat> anyway. The way I described it, Chad, isn't that exactly how you see it in your and like yeah. when you vi- when you visualize <laughs> this guy? Perfect. I'm sure if that happened, it wasn't that cool. I'm sure there was a lot of blood. But I'm sure ahead. it didn't happen. Yeah, I am too. But I'm just saying, like, you know, give the so guy the we were, of the So if you're just joining us, we're talking about the different uh, seasons for alternative means, hunting, yeah. and we're talking about alternative means yeah. season. And uh, somebody who claimed to swoop out of a tree like a ninja with a sword, katana. a katana, yeah. and decapitate the deer as he, in all in one motion, as he swooped out of the tree like a ninja. And that is the all-time alternative That's the means. That's the winner. That's the winner. That's the all-time winner for alternative means kills. Show me your alternative means kill, and there's just a dude (laughs) with a sword of the decapitated deer. And I'm just sitting here with my freaking Dirty Harry 44 mag. And what what started this conversation was we're talking about the um, fad of... Now, it's not of, a fad of hunting yeah. deers with a handgun. It's not a fad. Okay, I don't think. it's been right. going on it's for. It's been going on for a while, but yeah. I, I feel like it's gaining popularity. It's gaining popularity because mm-hmm. I hear more and more people talking. about Right, it and so what's going on is you have so you have like your your bow season. Everybody's like, if you if you start becoming a bow hunter, man, your season's like three months long or four months long or however mm-hmm. however long it is. It starts in like September. I think it ends in in December or January. So. You know, you got a lot of time to bow hunt, mm-hmm. right? I'm not particularly a bow hunter because I dislocated my shoulder and I can't pull back, you know, 80 pounds of mm-hmm. of um, of compound. And recurve is kind of a challenge, but I'm getting getting a little bit stronger. But I still get the popping and cracking, so I've never mm-hmm. been a big into bow. I did get a crossbow exemption back when that existed. Now everybody can do it, which is great, um, especially for you know kids or elderly that just you know couldn't. They're kind of in the same boat as me, or the injured that couldn't just do it. And so now you can get a crossbow where you can like pull your 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 string back and kind of lock it. It's kind of like using a rifle mm-hmm. for the, for, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. Right. Then you had your rifle season, uh, which would in November, which would be antlered. So you you know you're going after them with the antlers. Then there's a December season where it's antler less, but then there's and then you use a rifle for that. There's a black powder season and there's an alternative means. So we're really talking about alternative means, yeah. which is you know handguns. And uh, so we would get people that would come in and they would use like 10 millimeter handguns. So a Glock or a 1911 or they get a revolver or like a 357 Magnum or 44 Mag or 41 Special or 41 right. Mag. And, and they just kind of go uh, go on and on. And uh, so I have a 44 Mag. Mm-hmm. Um, that is my big, my big handgun. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of what I might go hunt with. You know, alternative, you know, season because the property we have is small enough. I could facilitate some handgun shots, you know, relatively well, safely. What's more important if you're if you're trying to hunt that way with the handgun? You're going to try this out for yourself. Is it a gun that 
shoots a long way, or do you need to have a gun that holds the caliber, the t- the the size of uh, All right, so ammunition is, that you need to this take is, down? This is Aaron's, an animal. I'm sure that you know our good friend Thinking Wisdom would would have a different opinion. Sure, and every, um, I'm sure you know every and, every hunter's got their own. Right, it's like Hondas. Everybody's got one. Right, or no, wait a minute, it's like belly buttons. Right. There you go. Sorry, everybody. I think pretty much does have a Honda. Not not this guy. Not this guy. I like Mopar, no car. But anyway, um, and my wife's a Ford lady. I don't I don't get it. I don't All right, know how we got together. But anyway, um, <laughs> I'm just saying like, it's important stuff here. Like, what are we going to buy for a vehicle? Um, so uh, ammunition or accuracy. As, all right, both. Yeah, yeah. You got to go both here. So, you, um, you, I, in my opinion, is you want a magnum calibered um, revolver, mm-hmm. three fifty seven mag. I think you're. I heard you're, you talk. I think you mentioned the judge in this show. The the the. I have. We've talked about it, but the judge would n- probably not be a choice for me. It would not. No, because it's because the judge is a revol a handgun revolver. That well, it's a re- it's a revolver that can fire four ten shotgun shells shotgun or forty five long Colt. Generally, the barrels are real short on them; they're not long. Right. Um, and I just I'm not a huge fan of them. I really? mean, for for hunting, I wouldn't I right. wouldn't be a huge fan of them. I'm sure they that, seem they. I'm sure that there's a variant out there that's like six inch. I know there's a longer barrel. You know, they out seem there. really cool, but they seem like oh, like kind of gimmicky. Yeah. Kind of a novelty. Well, yeah, a novelty, I think. It's not yeah. gimmicky necessarily, but a novelty, yeah. yeah. And I think the novelty it's is- It's a revolver that shoots shotgun shells. Yeah, that you can shoot shotgun shells. So it looks shells. freaking cool because it's got this, you know- it's Huge a re- cylinder, yeah. Yeah, it's got the huge cylinder in the middle and I, a big I like, weapon. And- I like the Smith & Wesson Governor, which does the same thing. And the reason I like the Governor is because you can shoot forty five ACP out of it, which drops your ammunition cost because now you don't have to shoot 410 shotgun shells, which are expensive, or you don't have to shoot forty five long colt, which is expensive. Right. Um, but if you're going to get into a revolver and you want magnum power, because uh, mind you, that's not a magnum revolver mm-hmm. by no stretch of the imagination. Uh, three fifty seven magnum would be what I would get into. I'd be looking for a six inch barrel with adjustable sights, and then you can really dial it in. And you need to be you need to be able to hit a pie plate at twenty five yards. Okay, mm-hmm. um, and I say a pie plate. You know, we're talking like a six inch round piece of steel. Yeah. If you can't hit that, you have no business. This is my opinion now. Mm-hmm. You have no business going out and trying to shoot a deer. It's mm-hmm. not going to be a good clean kill. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, and you need to be. You need to practice, 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 practice. Um, I can clear a pie plate with my forty four mag, with forty four specials and forty four mag in it at twenty five yards. Um, something I do at the gun club regularly. And then, um, so that's what I would, you know, that's what I would choose is a forty-four Magnum with a six-inch barrel, just because you're going to get good power. Or eight-inch barrel, I think six inches is good. Four-inch, you're, you're you're flirting, you know, with it. I think four-inch, you're getting a little long. Definitely easier to conceal or, you know, carry. Um, uh, trying to think what else. 357 Magnum, yes. Uh, 327 Fed Mag, maybe. You know, again, you know, these are kind of want to say compromised calibers, but they're kind mm-hmm. of compromised calibers because they're not a rifle round. You're not going to be able to shoot the thing one time and it go right down. Um, you're going to shoot it and it's going to be able to, it's going to run on you a little bit. Uh, and then you're going to kind of wait for it to bleed out. So shot placement is very, very important, which is why I'm talking about the six inch pie plate. If you cannot, you know, visualize on a deer where you need to hit and get within six inches of that spot. You know, I don't know if I would be doing it. And, you know, you're not going to get a deer that's necessarily that close. Now, I'm using I'm using iron sights, too. Kind of old school, I guess. I believe in iron sights. Mm -hmm. 
Um, even on my ARs, I've got ARs with iron sights, and I go out and I shoot them. And red dots are fun, don't get me wrong, but um, you know, I like I like shooting iron sights. When I go out and shoot my M1 Grand or my O3 Springfield, those again iron mm-hmm. sights, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but uh, you, you need to be able to hit what you're aiming at. And what's that's a, what's so another? Uh, what is another example of an alternative means weapon outside of the katana? Outside, the revol- the, outside the, of the, and the sword. Um, the so freaking sword! I know, and I'm just never gonna get over this. Never. Like, something I'm gonna carry forever. <laughs> like, I just couldn't. I can't get it, man. Like, are you kidding me? I, um, okay. So, uh, semi-automatic gotta handgun. Video that man. Yeah, a semi-automatic handgun. Um, I know, oh, I'm sure there's people out there screaming 454 Kasul mm-hmm. and you know 500 Smith and Wesson. And yeah, those are those are good deer rounds too. You know, I'm just. But not, alternative means are always going to be firearms. It's not going to uh, be like swords or knives. Or generally, like generally slingshots. Generally, it's going to be yeah, or javelin. <laughs> yeah, you know, javelin or slingshot or. Right. Um, and I'm sure those guys are out there. Um, but yeah, normally when we we talk alternative means, we're talking handgun. Gotcha. Uh, either revolver or semi-auto. So when you get into the semi-auto realm. You're talking 10 mil. That would probably be a real good one. Don't get me wrong, a 9 mil would, would probably do it too. Mm-hmm. You want to check the caliber restrictions on there um, for speed and, and power. Mm-hmm. Um, and you probably get into maybe a 42. Uh, but 10 mil is by far really popular right. when you get into the alternative means. Before we go, classes at Southern Armory? Yes. When's the next one's coming uh, up? This, well, tomorrow, technically. We got a CCW class, so you can, can somebody show up. walk out and yeah, be there. You can walk in, gotcha. Uh, I need to be there at seven forty-five, okay, and, and sharp, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe closer to that <laughs> seven forty mark because you got right. some paperwork to fill out, right? Um, next one after that is October twentieth. Let me pull out the calendar and look here. Sure. Sorry, that's all right. Twentieth, um, October twentieth, CCW class uh, again. You need you could register, come in store, mention mm-hmm. Second Member Radio. I'm sure Jessica will hook you up. Jessica, hook them up. Or Brad tell Jessica to hook them up. Um, And then the 21st, we have an advanced class. Uh, The advanced classes are really fun. Uh, Those are by far my favorite one to to teach because we're teaching you to draw from a holster. We're teaching you to engage targets at different distances. And we're teaching you different shooting positions. We're teaching you about malfunctions, uh, stovepipes and double feeds and ferret extracts and all this other cool stuff. And uh, that's pretty much it. And then we are kind of in the works on like an armors class we've been talking about that a little bit mm-hmm. putting on like a hey this is an ar-15 and this is how you break it down and this is how you service it and and that kind of stuff um and then maybe like 1911 and then obviously we have glock certified armors and also uh mp for smith and wesson mm-hmm. uh certified armors in house as well so uh kind of look forward to those classes coming i think jessica's bringing back the when women's introduction to self-defense class oh that's a great idea and uh that class kind of covers you know ah, you know i don't really want to carry a gun but what are my other options to protect myself and she goes through those whether it's a stun gun a taser pepper spray um you know that's something she kind of goes through and she shows you all the different stuff that you can use Very which good. i think is an awesome awesome class and it gets them kind of into the the realm of they realize use of not only use of force but escalation of force mm-hmm. cuz you know just cuz somebody's it's hitting you doesn't mean you can use a handgun you got to use pepper spray Southern Armory on Facebook, the Second Amendment radio yep. page on Facebook. Send your questions. You can always send them to me on mm-hmm. Twitter at Tony Colombo 971 as Ooh, well. And Glocktober's coming up, so 
Come in, 9901 Watson Road, one mile east of 270 and 44 in southernarmory.com. That's southernarmory.com. Thanks That's for tuning in. Now he's catching Chad's in there now. He's so, got it. He's in there. Uh, and uh, thanks for tuning in to Second Amendment yeah. Radio. Uh, this is by far the highlight of, of my week. That's coming great. in and just answering questions and talking. Yeah. And I love talking to the folks that are sending us messages. Yeah, keep sending so. those questions, and thanks for listening. We will be here again with you next Saturday at 3 o'clock. For Aaron Tarlow and Chad Ellis, I'm Tony Colombo. This has been Second Amendment Radio. We'll see you next week. Have a great weekend.